Welcome to the Ghosty Girls Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Anna. And it is officially October! Oh my gosh. I am so ready for all of the, like, spooky, creepy stuff, the decorations, movies, and the candy, of course. You cannot forget the candy. I've already, like, bought it three times and ate it, so don't know how this (laughs) is going to work out. (laughs) You know, it's like, you never want to buy those big-ass bags of candy like too far in advance because I don't know about you, but they always end up in my nightstand. (laughs) And I'm so bad. Like I will get two pieces and I'm like, I'm just going to have two. And then an hour later, I'm like, you know what? I only had two. I'm just going to have two more. And I do that all day long. Like (laughs) I just worked my ass off for an hour. So I deserve two pieces of candy. And yeah, that big ass bag is gone. Yeah, I have realistic expectations of myself, and so I know if I open that bag, I'm eating the entire thing. It's it's a sealed, like, the fate is sealed. That candy belongs to me. Sorry, kids. <laughs> we decorated our house, though, over Did the weekend. Know? Yes, oh it's fun. It's super cute, and we're going to start working on the outdoor decorations kind of in stages. Going to do, like, the porch and kind of the easier stuff. Yeah. um, Probably this weekend. And then really not focus on doing, like, the graveyard and the fog and fog machines and all that jazz until, like, probably the weekend of or the day before Halloween. Yeah. You don't want to put too much up. I mean – kids get kind of crazy you don't want them to like mess it up or you know or the neighbor's 17 cats (laughs) pooping and peeing over every little decoration i know that was Um, you have to send me pictures though because i didn't even know that you decorated inside yeah i will i will send you pictures i put some videos up on our instagram um and i did send you a video of our animated doorbell I seen that one. Oh my gosh. I yeah. have to have one. That I'll is send the you some pics. thing. So have you been watching any more scary movies? Okay. Friday the 13th, number seven. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Like, it's a creepy, scary movie, and then you throw in a psychic. Which they call a psychic, but she can move stuff. So is she really a psychic? Or so it's is like that... telekinetic? Yeah. Like, so which one is number seven? What's the title of that one? You would ask me that. I don't know. It's the one with the chick that's they call a psychic, but she's not. Like, she brings him back from the grave. Her, She's, like, trying to, like, wish harm on her dad because she's pissed off. And her psychicness transforms down into the water and like brings him back to life friday the 13th part seven the new blood the new blood that is it i thought that one while it was funny and relatable (laughs) to some point like she can see things happening and all that come on like that it just it's like left field right it doesn't really fit in the narrative or make sense i don't know wait till he goes to space 
What? Yeah. That's right. No. That's Are you lying right. right now? Swear. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I told you. Well, <laughs> it might be time to abandon and start the Halloween series. <laughs> <laughs> I might need to do that because that was a little crazy. <laughs> it does get a little ridiculous. Like it's not even a scary movie anymore. Like it's you're just sci-fi. like this guy can't fucking die. Like what is <laughs> happening here? Right. I mean, it's the same with Michael Myers, I guess. But yeah, I, but does it get that crazy? Well, like weird? Halloween three. Mm. I think though, I've re- I've realized that I think I have a crush on Michael Myers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was thinking about that, and like, it's just something about him. <laughs> oh my god this is taking a turn like you know i said last week he's always there for you <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't shoot you unless it's with a harpoon gun he gets up close and personal he to does. stab you exactly and oh he's gosh. willing to chase you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. He is hands down my favorite, though. And I really want you to watch the rest of those movies. Oh, my God. You're hilarious. Because I think number four is really good. So I want you to watch that one. So wait, you love Michael Myers. Do you have a tattoo of him? Do I? I mean, do I love him? <laughs> I just kind of like admire him. No, I don't have a tattoo of him. I don't have... No, I don't have... I was trying to think if I had anything from any of the horror movies that I like. No, I, I don't. I would imagine like, that would be one of the ones you would have. Because you have tons of Disney stuff. But... Well, maybe I need to go and get one. Sign me up. Not for Michael Myers, but I'm, I'll go with you. I need a new one. What are you going to get? I don't know. I kind of want to get a ghost. I literally but- texted my husband this week and was like, dude, let's go get tattoos. <laughs> it is time. It's been way Mastural. too long. <laughs> I kind of want to do a graveyard on the lower part of my arm to kind of finish off the sleeve. That would be cool. That would be really awesome. Yeah. Okay. What this kind of ghost are you going to get? Huh? What kind of ghost? I don't know. Like a cute ghost or like just, you know, a person like the kind we see. <laughs> you know, the people. <laughs> like a sheep Not ghost. Not the sheep one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost wanted to get a sheet one just because people kind of reference that to ghosts. They don't, you, you see a person on someone's arm. You're not thinking ghost. <laughs> You're like, who is that? Is that your grandfather? Is that your, you know, third cousin twice removed? And you're like, no, (laughs) this is the first ghost I ever saw. (laughs) Can you imagine? What a conversation piece. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it's just a random ghost. Speaking of conversation, I have to throw this in. Today was the most awkward conversation one of the most awkward conversations of my life. Oh, gosh. With who? A group of guys at work. 
they started talking about ghosts and believing in them and believing in God and how like it all came up. It all came up. Aliens, you name it. And someone asked, do you believe in like ghosts and demons? And I said, yeah. And they go, well, how do you know? (laughs) (laughs) I just do. Well, I mean, it could be anything. Like, what if it's just, like, energy feeling? I go, oh, it is energy, but it absolutely exists. There is such thing as demon and ghosts. And they're like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, just take my word for it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's so frustrating. I have so many questions. Your papa's standing behind you. Do you want to have a conversation now? Like, you can't just do that. No, I mean, you can, but not if you want to continue working there comfortably. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. See, that's the very reason why I don't talk to people. Because if you don't talk to people, (laughs) those kind of things do not come up. But go figure. Like, this situation, there's no way that this even... I don't even know how it came up. Like, I don't even understand why this group was talking about this. (laughs) And it was so hard to just sit there and bite my tongue. I think God was laughing. He just wanted to see you squirm. He's like, I'm going to put her right here. (laughs) See what she does. And the one guy, the one guy that I never even thought about, like, having a thought like this says, I've struggled with this my whole life, like believing in God and, and ghosts and like, is there an afterlife and like, what should I do? And, and I'm like, Oh, I can't. Oh, it just drove me nuts because I didn't want to call him out in front of everyone. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, how do you handle that? I'm going to have to go to him later and be like, listen, let's have a conversation. You're like, listen, I have a podcast for you to listen to. (laughs) It's called ghosty girls um can you imagine no i mean no no someone at work knowing like what if he doesn't take it well and then he tells someone else who tells someone else and then my boss walks in and shuts the door and is like listen we need to have a conversation here anna are you trying to tell me you're embarrassed of our podcast i'm (laughs) have you told anyone at work yeah, I have. My best, best work girlfriend knows about it. No way. Yep. Trust her with my life. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm nervous that nobody at work can keep their mouth shut. Yeah, that's probably true. Don't say anything. I just, You'll be the I weird kid. I just don't kid. want it to go like wildfire and then nobody respects my position because you're the ghost lady i don't know it's just it's just a really awkward situation to be in no i but i, I totally get hands it down do it if i had to i would be like if it came down to him not knowing god and then dying and then me knowing that i should have could have said something i absolutely will tell him everything like my reputation be damned yeah so We'll see. Oh, man. No, I I mean, I totally get where you're coming from, though. It's a fine line, and it's definitely, like, you maintain that very carefully at at work. I know I do. Yeah. Anyway. Woo! 
I know. <laughs> I didn't even get to tell you that before. I know. Well, before we can get started on this week's episode, we have to have some ghosty gab outside of this. Yes. <laughs> what is going down in your house? Because I have not had a conversation with you about what you got out. Like, is it back? Is it gone? What's going on there? I don't really know what (laughs) this is. I don't know if what we have going on right now is the same thing or if the thing that we got out is gone, to be honest. Like, I have no idea. But I can tell you that for two days, I did not sleep. Uh, There was one night where I literally did not sleep a wink at all. Nothing I did. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, people, I took a lot of medication to sleep. <laughs> medication that is not illegal. It was prescribed to me. And it didn't work. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, imagine being, like, amped up on, like, coffee and Red Bulls. And that is how I felt. That's how my brain felt. Like, my brain was going, but my body was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm about to die. Like, sleep, you know? And Mm. so I had one night like that, and then two nights where it was very, very hard for me to fall asleep. And once I did fall asleep, it was like I kept waking up. Thankfully, I slept last night. Um, But the first night, I had the weirdest feeling. It it wasn't a dream because like I said, I couldn't sleep. But when I would close my eyes and try to go to sleep, I would feel like I would get into this like pre-dream state. And I think I mentioned before this feeling where it feels like there is a circle of people around you, like they rush up on you. And so I would feel surrounded by people and I could hear voices just (gasps) talking And I'm like, I feel like I'm being almost pushed around by these people and it's super chaotic. And that would happen every time I would close my eyes. So it was like, I could never get to that state of sleep because I couldn't get past that. It was just chaos. And I kept getting some weird flashes and images of things. And it just was not good. And the following night, my oldest son actually had sleep paralysis. He, oh my gosh. Yeah, he woke up and was covered in sweat and could not move. And he said he felt like the walls were closing in on him. And that's the second time that's happened to him. So I'm not really sure what's going on because other than those things, like there hasn't been anything else there hasn't been shadows or knocking or whatever so I don't know if this is something different or if this is the same thing and it's trying a new tactic but I was fucking worn out I will tell you I am sitting here with goosebumps because you are not going to believe this what I have had the same damn thing I had I can't remember what night it was. Like, I have not slept. There was one night I stayed up for almost 40 hours straight. And the same thing. My brain was a thousand miles an hour. 
but my body and like my my I say my mind but like I, I, I totally so get what you mean when you say my dead. mind was tired but my brain wouldn't stop and I get what you're saying yes yes like I sat there and cried because I was so tired like emotionally physically mentally and my brain would not stop. I could not sleep to save my life. I took medication. There was nothing I could do. Yeah. It was like, I mean, that I was so you, right? emotional. Yes. And the one night, so the, after that, after the 40 hours, I ended up laying down and I'm like, I am just, I have to, I have to lay down. So I started like, I would drift off and just as you kind of move into sleep, I would wake up and I heard my husband get up. He went to work and I was like, okay, I, I have like an hour and a half. I just got to lay here. And I actually drifted off and I felt myself start to dream. And all of a sudden I feel this hot, like line of fire on the back of my arm enough to where I jumped up and sat up and grabbed my arm. There was no mark, no nothing, but I knew like it was hot fire on my arm. And I was thinking I couldn't have been dreaming because when you're dreaming, you don't feel pain, but I had no mark. So I don't know what was going on. I would lay there and it is so weird that you are talking about being surrounded and mm -hmm. hearing things. I heard talking as well. Every time I closed my eyes, I could hear a conversation. And when I would sit up and look around, dead silence. Nobody is awake, like dead of the night. There's no neighbors outside. I even went upstairs and looked outside and I was like, there, there's no one outside. Yeah. What am I hearing? But you could hear voices. You just couldn't hear what they were saying. Yeah. So this has to be connected. Connected. Oh. Of course That's it is. insane. Of course it's fucking connected. Oh. oh my gosh. Maybe maybe I need to go to your house and you need to come to mine and we need to get it out together. Maybe working together is the lesson? I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. But I will tell you, my body has been so achy from like that lack of sleep. Like if you yes. just like touching my skin hurts, I am ready oh. to just sleep in for as long as I can. I mean, I even stopped drinking caffeine for the past couple days because I wanted to be able to sleep. Now, you know, like that's hard for me. <laughs> That's a lot. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, but I will tell you anything that fucks with my sleep, we are going to have problems because yeah. I am not nice when I get woken up and I'm not <laughs> nice when I have not been able to sleep. So, oh my gosh, we have to do something because I can't, I can't do this anymore. No, this is crazy that we're both doing the same thing. Yeah. We need to figure out what the hell it is and yeah. And, and take care of that stat I agree. because no amount of melatonin seems to be helping. <laughs> I even took Benadryl. I, I did that too. I refuse to take Benadryl because the next morning my anxiety goes through the roof, but I took Benadryl trying to sleep and it just made me more tired without sleep. I took, it was 
melatonin one night, Benadryl. I took an Ativan. <laughs> I'm like, something's got to fucking work. I told my husband, can you just make sure that I'm breathing? Because <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You poor thing. <sighs> All right, guys. In honor of this spooky month, we are going to kick things off with a truly terrifying topic. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're talking deals with the devil. Which just gives you the creeps even thinking about it. We're going to talk about what it means to make a deal with the devil, how it's done. Like, what is the sacrifice? What do you have to do? And there's actually people that we know of that are celebrities, of course. I don't know anyone personally that have actually made deals with the devil and have been very open about it. There is a lot to cover here, so we're going to have to jump in. But first, a disclaimer. We are not advising anyone how to make a deal (laughs) with the devil or suggesting that you make a deal with the devil. Come on now. You know us. And you know that this is not that kind of podcast. No. Informational only. That's right. (laughs) So let's get started with a little history. We've talked a little bit about this on previous episodes, but just to catch you up, who is the devil? Dum, dum, dum. Not even a laugh? Great. What? Was I? I loved your sound effect. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) All right. So you had basically three archangels. You had Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer, which we all know Lucifer is the devil, right? So this guy was kind of in charge of everything materialistic. He was gorgeous to look at. He had unbelievable knowledge which kind of plays a part in who he actually is still today um they say that he could sing tremendously he had the voice of an angel (laughs) ironic (laughs) right so that's a little bit about who he is he decided that he having the knowledge he did as beautiful as he was he thought he was perfect and that he could do things better than God and he could control things better than him. And in doing that, he put himself in a place that was above God. And so he was cast down to earth and he took a third of the angels with him. So the angels that he had charge over kind of went with him and, you know, they fell to the earth. And then you have um, the story of Adam and Eve, so on and so forth. Right. Um, the devil himself very spiteful person because he is such um, a knowledgeable being. I think that definitely plays into making deals with him. You talk about manipulation. Yeah. Um, He's literally the king of the manipulators. Yeah. You're not going to out manipulate him. He has knowledge far beyond we could ever even imagine. I just think about like, my kids, my husband will not make a deal with me because it's all about the details. Whenever they say, Hey, I'll do this. If you do that, 
of course, I'll agree. I'll agree to anything because in my mind, I've already thought a way to get out of it. Like I'll word things a certain way. Hold or on. Hold <laughs> on. Are you comparing yourself to no, Lucifer? No. <laughs> I just no, want to be just clear. <laughs> I'm getting there. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I have like I have already thought a way, a plan to get out of it, right? So my family, when I say sure, they're like, okay, wait, this is not what I meant. This is what I meant. Yeah, sure. Okay, wait. That's not like they will just double check every <laughs> little loophole because I'm really good at figuring out the details. And there are people out there that think, oh, you know, if I make a deal, I'll get out of it. I just won't fulfill the bargain. Like there is no possible way in Hades that you are going to outsmart the devil. So when we move into this, that's where it plays into. The devil is smarter than you. You're never going to get out of this if you make a deal. Well, that's fucking terrifying. And also, right? now I definitely am not trying to make any deals with you either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of shit you're going to make me do. Oh, you never know. <laughs> I've always got a plan. All right. So now we know who he is. What is a deal with the devil? So a deal with the devil is a pact between a person and Satan or a lesser demon. Now, generally, this person offers their soul in exchange for diabolical favors. And those favors are youth, knowledge, wealth, fame, power, you know, the typical the thing that everybody wants, right? It's also believed that people can make this type of pact just as a sign of recognizing Satan as their master in exchange for nothing. But either way, the bargain is a dangerous one because the price is your soul. Like Anna mentioned, sometimes people will try to outwit the devil on a technical point and they always end up losing because you just can't outsmart him. There have been previous thoughts that people would make deals with the devil and promise their children. And during the Middle Ooh. Ages and the Renaissance times, um, a lot of women were midwives were accused of making deals with the devils or deals with demons and actually considered witches because of the number of children that died at birth during that time. Hmm. creepy um that just gives me like it makes me want to vomit just thinking I about know. it but i have a question for you about that when you're okay. gone so the pact can be oral or written an oral pact can be made by means of invoking conjuring or rituals to attract satan or a demon once the conjurer thinks that he is present he or she will ask for their favor and offer their soul in exchange, and there is no evidence left of the pact. According to some of the witch trials, historically, though, they believed that there was a witch's mark, an indelible mark where the marked person had been touched by the devil to seal the pact, and the mark would be used by, as proof to determine that the pact was made. 
It was also believed that the spot where the mark was left, the marked person could feel no pain. Now, whether or not that's true, who knows, but a written pact consists of pretty much the same forms of attracting it, but includes the written act, and it's usually signed with the conjurer's blood. Creepy. So, no, thank you. These acts were presented as proof of diabolical pacts, and, you know, of course, there's many people that claim that none of these acts really ever happened, but... We'll see. Hmm. According to demonology, there is a specific month and day of week and hour to call each demon. So the invocation for a pact has to be done at the right time. And also each demon has a specific function and certain demons are invoked depending on what the conjurer is going to ask. So that's really interesting because it, it makes you wonder, you know, who is worthy of the deal with the devil and how does he determine who he's going to make a deal with? Does he send his demons to come down, essentially do the paperwork, get things started. And then (laughs) he's like, I'll let you know, I'll get back to you in three to six weeks. (laughs) That's kind of where, (laughs) what I'm thinking. So another thing I want to mention is that, In the Bible, it talks about how the devil did try to make a series of deals with Jesus. And he promised riches and glory in exchange for serving him rather than serving God. And obviously, as we know, Jesus rejected his offers. But it's (laughs) very interesting to see that he has no boundaries. He will go as far as he needs yeah. to go to get what he wants. As far as, you know, provoking Jesus and trying to ask him to follow. It's like crazy, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's ballsy. I'm sorry because Jesus was God. So you're going to the mm-hmm. guy that essentially created you be like, Hey, listen, I know. I can help you out here. Like, what did he think he was going to do? God already, Jesus, God already owned everything he was offering, you know? I feel like that is a conversation that's much larger than this. But you did say you had a question about the deals with the devil. What's your question? I did. So, first of all, I have two questions, really. Sorry. <laughs> One of them is you, you were talking about, you know, he was, a, he has to accept the yeah. deal. So you think that maybe if he knows he can use you in a certain aspect, let's say you're already kind of successful and he can reach more people through you. Like that's an automatic approval. But do you, what if people go to him and he knows that he can't really use them? Does he deny them like how do you know when it's accepted this is my theory i absolutely agree with you when you said that it you know if you've already got a little bit of success and fame and you want to sell your soul to him or make a deal or whatever he's going to be like sure because now i'm going to reach more people i totally agree right. with that. however i don't think that there is anyone who he would not think was worthy. And I'll tell you why. Because 
he is prideful and he will not care who it is as long as he's got you off God's team and on his team. To him, Mm -hmm. it's like the biggest, you know, F you, right? Yeah. So I think there probably is not a deal he wouldn't make. Okay, you make a good point. My second question is when you were talking about these midwives offering up children, like even if a mother offered up the child's soul, how do you sell something that's not yours? How do you promise a soul that doesn't belong to you? Doesn't that like take away your free will or that child's free will? And not only that, but a child is innocent. Like, how do you give a soul up of an well, innocent? I don't think they were giving the souls up. They were promising that children to, they were, they were sacrificing. They were saying they were sacrificing or consecrating the children. And mm. the reason they said that was because there was such a high number of children that died at birth during that time. Obviously, I'm sure yeah. for natural reasons, but they would accuse these midwives of making packs with demons and being witches because of that. But you make a good point. I, okay. I don't, so it's I don't think like... you could promise a soul that's not yours. Yeah, like you hear of those deals of, I will give my firstborn. Okay, well, you're giving its body, but not its soul. And what does the devil really want with its body? Unless it's just you committing of, I am so committed to giving you my life that I will show you my commitment in giving you a life of a child, which is, you know, something that's precious. And I could see them doing that for kind of loyalty reasons like terrible i'm sorry like right there's nothing you could (laughs) offer me where i'd be like come take my baby satan (laughs) right (laughs) nothing at all nothing at all oh Oh my god okay so but that leads me to why would you make a deal with the devil why would anyone want to make a deal with the devil I mean, you have the obvious ones that you stated earlier, wealth, uh, success, fame, power, youth, although I've never seen anybody get the youth one granted. Mm -hmm. Um, Plastic surgery does not count. (laughs) No, it does not count. Um, So I, I get those ones, but I think there's one that I can relate to. We've kind of joked about this before. Um, is desperation. You know, some people, when they get to that point where they feel like God isn't answering their prayers, even though he is, the answer may be no, or the answer may be, hang on, there's a different route I need mm-hmm. you to take. People get so, you know, antsy and and scared when they don't get that instant answer that out of desperation, they will reach to something dark like Satan that they know or think that he may able to be able to help them, that they'll get an instant answer. Um, I kind of got to that point when, you know, I, I couldn't talk about my gift and I thought that I was evil and, and, not worthy of 
you know, being in my family or in the church or even of God, he just, he didn't love me. He couldn't love me. I did. I turned to Satan because I thought if I'm evil, well, then that's who I need to have my alliance with. Right. Um, God can't help me. Maybe he will. And that was just kind of my desperation of, I need to fit somewhere and I can't pray to God because he's not going to hear me. I'm going to talk to him. And it's scary. It it just hurts my heart to even think about it. I know. Um, But I think out of desperation, I mean, you think about some people who, you know, they, they pray and cry out when their loved one is ill and God's not answering their prayer. Or so they think maybe out of desperation, that's, that's what they do. But it's that pretty scary, scary to think about what you're actually, doing. It, it really um, brings up a point of someone we're going to talk about a little bit later who kind of, I feel like, went through something similar. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I mean, let's say you didn't commit to your faith. Uh, is there anything, anything at all that would make you have a pact with the devil? Honestly, no. I mean, even before, like, really accepting Christ and having a strong faith, like, I always believed in God and I always believed there was a devil. And no, I never would have made a deal. Yeah, I I do, you know, I think... I think that the devil is eager to make deals with people because, you know, if you think about it, he's looking at the long game. He's playing this, this long game where he's getting the souls of these people for eternity and people are coming to him and saying, we will pledge ourselves to you and you can keep our souls. And all we want is fame and money. And he's like, fame and money. That's easy here you go. And all yeah. we're asking for is these earthly possessions. And, you know, if you think about it in comparison to eternity, the life of a human is very short. Oh yeah. A blink so, of an eye. Not even. To me, I'm like, yeah, there's nothing that would make me want to, that I can think of at this moment. I would not ever. Yeah. Yeah. Even like some people would say, well, give me immortality. Well, then if I never die, he never gets my soul. But just there's no possible way. Like, you know, he wouldn't immortality. (laughs) He might because he knows that there is no such thing as immortality. Every man is appointed once to die. And after that, the judgment, that's what the Bible says. So even if you got to live another 5,000 years, there's going yeah. to be an end, yeah. period. Like, so, yeah. There's, Even immortal things die. Hello, vampires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh I'm gosh. sure glad you didn't make that deal with the devil, though. Well, think about it. I kind of did. I kind of did. But... Obviously, you can take your soul back, right? I gave it to God. I know without a shadow of a doubt. 
that God has my soul when I die. I have no doubt in my mind. And the devil, yeah, he's powerful, but God created him. God kind of overrides whatever he wants to override. And I think you absolutely, you know, I don't think there's no consequences for that. I mean, I'm sure there's things in my life that happened because I did what I did, even out of stupidity or ignorance or desperation. You know, there's things that happened in my life. God doesn't just be like, okay, you gave your soul to the devil. You lived, you know, 20 years, 10 years, whatever with the devil. You want to come back now? Cool. Everything's good. Like, I think there's consequences for doing that, but I don't think once you make a deal, it's over, said, done. Like your soul can never be God's again. But I think the devil absolutely makes people think that. I mean, if you thought the devil has my soul and there's nothing I can do to get out of it, you could be stuck yeah. in that thought. And that's That's a true. very scary place to be. Ugh. Yeah. All right. So now we have all the deets. Who's done this? Well... The internet has some theories and we're going to share them with all of you and we're going to let you make your own decisions. Did they make a deal with the devil? Are they lucky? Are they weird? I don't know. Your call. (laughs) First up, we are going to talk about Alistair Crowley. So he lived in, well, he was born in 1875, lived in England, and he's famously known for being the leader of an occult group. So he was raised by parents who were Quakers and, you know, they were very, very strict about their religious teachings. He went to an evangelical school and he kind of in his early life started to reject the teachings of the Bible. Now, because of that, his mom, who was very, very strict, would call him the devil and accuse him of worshiping Satan. So at the age of 11, his father died. And during that time, he had a really big struggle with his faith. And it caused him to really question the Bible and start pointing out inconsistencies that he was noticing. And so he's questioning these things. And his school, obviously, being a very religious school and being raised by religious parents and Well, they did not handle that very well. So he started calling himself the Beast and the Antichrist. Because, I mean, similar to you, Anna, he did not feel like he belonged. Right? He had questions and he was asking questions and had questions about inconsistencies or things. And they were just not willing to answer Mm -hmm. them. So... So relatable. That's so scary. So he was quoted in saying that God and Satan actually fought over his soul. He wrote in one of his books, quote, I was in the death struggle with self. God and Satan fought for my soul those three long hours. God conquered. Now I only have one doubt left. Which of the twain was God? However, if you look at the teachings of what he believed, he really kind of defined satanic behavior the same way that the Quakers back in the late 1800s would. You know, that was any selfish thoughts or aspirations to be something outside of God was considered satanic. 
So, I mean, if you, if you look at those beliefs now, it's like, okay, we're all satanic because everybody has selfish thoughts and aspirations outside of God. Um, so he, he coined this phrase that he used a lot, which was do what thou wilt as in do whatever you want with your own life. And he encouraged this in his teachings. He actually founded a religion called Thelema. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. T-H-E-L-E-M-A. And he wrote this magico-religious doctrine. He was big on magic. And he would carry out um, rituals in his home. And he would say that he would call demons and then banish them once they had been summoned to a certain point in his house. So he was definitely involved in some dark things. Because of that, people Mm. around him thought he was satanic and that he had made a deal with the devil. I don't know. Jury's Mm. out. I'm not quite sure what I think. Um, I think that he might just be a little misunderstood. But. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. That's a hard one. I don't know how I feel about Um, it either. Also, the wonderful song Mr. Crowley by Ozzy Osbourne was based on Aleister Crowley, if anyone was wondering why that name sounds familiar. It's a great song. Um, Yeah, so not too much information on why people think he made a deal, only that, you know, he would perform rituals and he focused heavily on magic and those types of things, mysticism and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I would probably lean toward that's a very good possibility, but only he knows. It's hard to it's hard to say. I don't I know. know how I feel about that one. I would say more than likely yes. Yeah. Hmm. I think so. All right. What do we got well, next? The next one I have Bob oh, Dylan. Bob Dylan. Which I know. Which is kind of weird because I never really thought about this. I never even like crossed my mind that he would be on the list of people who possibly sold their soul to the devil. Like he's kind of boring and I'm not a Bob Dylan fan at all. (laughs) Like how does, how does Satan use him? To put people to sleep? (laughs) Put him in a trance. So so his minions can take over. I don't know. Let's hear about Bob Dylan. So, so we all know he has a song titled Crossroads. And so he kind of tells the story of being at a crossroads with his soul. Uh, he falls to his knees and pleads to the Lord to help save his soul. And from the lyrics, it kind of sounds like he's talking about God, right? The Lord, mm-hmm. you would assume he's talking about God. But in the very last line, he says, and I'm standing at the crossroads, believe I'm sinking down. So people kind of take that as this crossroads that he's referring mm-hmm. to, 
is actually the same place that Robert Johnson once reportedly yeah. offered his soul at, right? He talks about offering his soul at the crossroads um, to the devil in exchange for all the success he had. Um, obviously, Bob Dylan has great success, whether you like his music or not. He is very successful. You say his name. People for know sure. who you're talking about. Um so people kind of lean toward the fact that okay he basically mm-hmm. says it in his song but here there was an interviewer that sat down with him and basically was asking him flat out you know what is going on here and it's just weird the kind of conversation that he had he kind of makes reference to the bargain he says something like it's going back to that destiny thing um, I made a bargain with it a long time ago and I'm holding at my end. So when the interviewer is talking to him, that kind of confuses him. And he asks Bob, he said, what is your bargain? And he goes, well, to where I am now. And so the interviewer kept pushing. It's like, can I ask who you made the bargain with? And Bob Dylan laughs, kind of stutters. He goes, ha oh, you know, with the, the, you know, with the chief commander. The interviewer goes, um, on this earth? And Bob says, on this earth and in the one we can't see. So hmm. he won't come out and <laughs> say, I just offered my soul wow. to the devil. But he's hinting around which is kind of funny to me because if you can't come out and say the devil, if you have to call it it or chief commander, are you really holding up your end of the bargain? Because you're not announcing that that's who it is. You're not like proclaiming your loyalty. If you're embarrassed to even say that it's like kind of whenever you're embarrassed to talk about God, are you loyal? Are you a true believer? Are you proud of what you are aligned with? If you can't even bring it well, up. What if he couldn't say so, it because that's part of the deal? It could be. Yeah. I just, going back he's to your point earlier, he's so mild mannered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, not saying that the devil can't use him, but I, there are, better people to choose obviously <laughs> than the guy that won't Excuse even say me, your name Bob Dylan you are say not worthy of a deal with the devil <laughs> <laughs> so I mean he kind of hints around that that's what it is I don't know maybe he just did it for publicity it's hard to say I can't make a definite answer <sighs> what about you you know he at least he kind of came out and said it. So yeah, you know, it. it. He said he came it. out and said it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm really not sure. I would have to do a little more research, but you know, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. I mean, people say he's successful, and he's kind of claiming well. There are a lot of successful people that don't believe in anything or believe heavily mm-hmm. in God. Like if you're successful, it doesn't necessarily mean that you made a deal True. with either God or Satan. It's just that True. you have talent. 
um, I don't know. So it's a weird one. I can't say that I know either way. (sighs) Well, okay. This next one has hit me right in my heart because I was doing some research (laughs) on people, you know, who others claim have made deals with the devil. And this name popped up on a couple of lists. And I'm like, no, say it ain't so. It can't be. It is (laughs) someone that I adore. The best guitarist of all time from the greatest band of all time. I'm talking Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So. Yeah, I know where you're going with this one. reading everything I could and watching a few videos where he actually addressed um, some of these accusations. I feel pretty confident about my, my, um, my belief on this, but here we go. Here's the info. So Jimmy Page was very interested in Aleister Crowley and all of his occult teachings and focusing on your intentions and the things that you want out of life. And so he was such a huge fan. He decided to actually purchase Crowley's former home in Scotland. And this house is, oh my gosh, this house is definitely haunted because I can't tell you the amount of research that I was able to pull about this house um, and former caretakers that took care of it for Jimmy Page who said doors slammed and bad vibes and hearing people talking and just it was all bad there so I'm just I'm just gonna say that um so Page also believed the house was haunted he told many stories about how people had died in the house and he had heard strange sounds when he stayed there and this led people to believe that he must have sold his soul to the devil like a lot of other musicians so people started to spread rumors that he was a satanist and then they started to spread rumors the entire band led zeppelin was too so They say that if you actually play Stairway to Heaven backwards, that you can hear demonic voices speaking. Well, I'm here to tell you Mm. that I have debunked that. I played Stairway to Heaven backwards. (laughs) And although it is fascinating that you can sort of hear other words... And now I'm telling you, I found this on YouTube. And so it's a black screen and it's got people typed in captions. You can make your brain think you're hearing yeah. whatever you want when it's backwards speaking. So right. word on the street was that you could hear them say in the song, My Sweet Satan. I listened to that part mm. repeatedly trying to trying to hear it and then trying to not hear it. Mm, No, I can say that that is debunked. Well, I wonder, because I kind of heard a rumor that it was on certain records and not others. No, I'm saying no, (laughs) but 
I will tell you that do what thou will, that famous phrase from Aleister Crowley was on the vinyl of Led Zeppelin three. It's a great album. And the house that Crowley lived in also appeared in the song remains the same documentary. So he definitely was very, very interested in Aleister Crowley. And I was able to find um, this great interview that he did at Oxford University in 2017. Um, You guys can find that full video on YouTube if you're interested. And so somebody asked him about, you know, this rumors that he was satanic. And he's like, oh, you know, here we go. Like he expected it. And he said, you know, he was very interested in reading and researching about that in his younger years and that you know he did read a lot about it um and said you know he's not satanic and he also talked about how people say that the song says my sweet satan and kind of laughed about it and he's like there's a lot of theories about backwards songs and brought up the beatles and said but you know it's hard enough to write a song the one way around so I can't imagine writing it both ways so I don't know yeah my heart says absolutely not he's just one of the most talented guitarists and that's it is what it is it's all talent (laughs) because I don't want to believe it I don't know maybe that maybe that is one of the rules that you can't say it because Nobody is really actually coming out saying full on, I owe my success to the devil himself. And you can't tell yeah, me that nobody's really going to really gonna say that. No. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah, maybe that's one of the rules. I don't know. You can't. All I know is that oh. I'm not going to make a deal with the devil. I love God, but I also <laughs> will not stop listening to Led Zeppelin. I'm sorry. <laughs> That is my all-time Lord, yeah, please cover this record. Do not let me hear anything bad. Band, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I can't. It broke my heart. I have to tell you. I didn't even want to bring it up. Oh my but, gosh. You know, we gotta bring the people the real information. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll okay. just lighten it up a little here. Like, I'm Get your mind I'm trying off to wipe my tears page. Okay, we're good. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about somebody else that you love. So we're going to talk a little bit about pop, oh, I love culture, pop culture references to deals with the devil. No. Ready for this one? I'm scared. Really? Come on. No. Homer Simpson. Homie. I know homie but oh he's good. okay let me tell you the story <laughs> so in one of the halloween episodes of the simpsons homer simpson happily signs away his immortal soul to the devil for uh drum roll please a frost pink frosted donut I mean, I can't say I'll sell my soul to the devil, but I can relate to wanting yeah, something I do some that bad, for a donut. like a donut. <laughs> so he signs away his immortal soul, 
but he thinks he's going to play Satan. <laughs> and he decides <laughs> he is going to eat all but the final bite. That way, if he doesn't finish the last bite, he doesn't seal the pack. But poor Homer, the dork that he is, later that night, he accidentally eats the last piece as a midnight snack. So herein comes the devil. He appears and claims his due. But Marge is not going to have it. She tells the devil that Homer pledged his soul to her years ago on their wedding day thereby rendering the contract <laughs> null and void. <laughs> Marge tells Satan, I own Homer's soul. He can't give it away. <laughs> and not wanting to fight with Marge, the devil concedes. Oh my goodness. So I get that. It's kind of like the question I asked earlier. Can you give away something that's not yours? I think, I think Marge had a pretty too. good point. I love those Treehouse of Horror episodes. They're the best. Now I'm like rethinking. <laughs> maybe we need to like have a vow renewal and say something about souls in there. Are you afraid? <laughs> I think God's got <laughs> yours. Just in case I get really hungry and I'm ready to make a deal for a donut. Okay, so you have to record this when you go into your husband and be like, listen, we need to renew our vows. And he's like, cool, why? Because I may want a donut later. I need to make sure that your soul is promised to me forever. Oh, my God. He would. He would probably be like, um, he'd be, what he'd happened to my wife? Eyes and be like, okay, sure. <laughs> exactly whatever you want dear <laughs> oh my gosh a couple of the others um one of them is the devil oh, yeah. went down to georgia in this uh charlie daniels band they famously sing the story about how the devil and johnny go head to head in a fiddling competition and obviously johnny wins a uh, golden fiddle saving his soul and then he plays a fiddle more skillfully to, than the devil, which is why he won. So there's that one. There's also a couple others like the movie Bedazzled. Um, Saturday Night Live had a skit, The Be uh, Beautician and the Beast. And then Star Trek actually had on The Next Generation, the Devil's Due episode um, where the Enterprise confronted an individual claiming to be like the devil woman on a planet so I have not watched I Star Trek, have and not, I am not I don't going to. Episode, but Next Gen was my shit. We watched Star Trek faithfully with my dad. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, the Devil Woman Ardra. <laughs> I don't know. They, she says she's going to solve all their problems, and in return, the planet would become yeah. hers after a thousand years. I don't know how that <laughs> plays out. I really don't care. But pop culture. <laughs> definitely there, there are. are a lot of references i mean even in everyday life you know that comes up i mean not every day but you know i'd sell my soul to the devil for that or i would do anything mm -hmm. for a million dollars intention i don't know you you talked about having an oral contract or a written contract 
but we talk a lot about intention. Like if you will it to be, mm-hmm. I would do anything for. I Are know. you kind of speaking it? Kind of to... goes back to when people say, "Be careful what you mm-hmm. wish for." Like, yeah, who's yep. listening? That's creepy to think about because we know what is listening around us. So you brought up. (laughs) It really made me second guess ever saying, oh, God, I would do anything for that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be more careful. What you mean to say is I would do anything except give up my soul for that. (laughs) That's what you have to say. Yes. Yes. I would give my right arm for a pink frosted donut. I say shit like that all the time. I should probably be concerned. Not about the donut. I think you like, should be. I'd give my right leg. Really, I don't want to give my right leg for anything. So I really need to stop saying that. <laughs> or something like, I wish I had no. a new job. I wish I could, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're wishing <laughs> not on a star. What star are we wishing on? <laughs> the fallen oh. one? <laughs> the morning star? So you brought up a bunch of awesome references. <laughs> and I realized while we were prepping for this episode, there are so many songs about the devil. And you mentioned a couple, like yeah. Crossroad Blues, the song that Robert Johnson wrote. Um. Beazle Boss from Tenacious mm-hmm. D, which is a song from their their movie huh. Pick of Destiny, which is about the devil. Um, Friend of the Devil by the Grateful Dead, Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones, Running with the Devil hmm. by another one of my favorite bands, Van Halen. So there are a lot of songs about the devil. Makes you wonder. <laughs> yeah. I n- never really thought about it. about the devil? It does make you wonder. <laughs> because he's alive he's and like, well in this world. Listen, I'm going to help you be successful, but you got to call me out in your song. You got to shout me out. You know? <laughs> Write a song oh about God. me, baby. So, all right. <laughs> We kind of covered this, but I just want to know, where is your stance after talking about all of this? Would you ever make any kinds of deals with the devil? I don't know. I no. <laughs> Why the fuck did you hesitate? I'm I'm actually choking on my words. Great. He's like, wait, did I hear you right? Um, No, it's not Rona. (laughs) So I was thinking about this as we were talking about it. No, I would not make a deal with the devil. But if I had no other option, if I like, there was one deal I had to make. If I had to give myself so that my children, family, friends, everyone in the world would never be allowed to go to hell or give their soul to the devil. If he would just go out of existence, I don't know. That, 
that would probably be the only thing in this entire universe eternity that would make me make a deal is if he could not exist anymore to hurt anyone else well i don't think he's gonna make that deal no but you asked (laughs) would i make a deal and that was that is the only one only one yeah no i can definitely i can agree with you there that's the only type of deal that would be worth making would be to sacrifice yourself for others but I don't think he's going to yeah. go out of existence anytime soon. So, hey, you you said that he would <laughs> accept any deal. So I was just going off of what you said because oh you are the gosh. end all be all. What? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I think I don't think that's a deal he's going to take. Be like, um, I have to yeah. go out of existence like, for nah. you. No, they just collect these other million people. You're not worth that. All they want is money. You? Have you changed your mind? Is there anything you would do? Nothing? Anything? No. No. It's a scary one. When you think what the ultimate outcome will be, nothing in this world is worth the eternity. No, nothing. So I'm just going to sit here, enjoy my life, listen to my Led Zeppelin, enjoy the sacrifice that Jimmy Page made for us all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm never going to get over it. Before we go, we want to help you keep the spooky vibes alive all year long by introducing you to another incredible podcast that's sure to creep you out. You know I love listening to podcasts while at work, and this is one of my favorites. Their storytelling is next level and makes you feel like you're actually there with them. Sleepless in Suburbia is one podcast you don't want to sleep on. Do you ever wonder what it is that goes bump in the night? You're not alone. We do too. I'm Brooke from the Sleepless in Suburbia podcast. If you're into stories about the beings and beasts hidden away by the shadow of night in basements, attics, and dark corners, then you're invited to join us every Tuesday for a new terrifying case of a haunted location. Join the six friends of Sleepless in Suburbia as we investigate the likes of poltergeists, demons, ghosts, and even black-eyed kids, never knowing what we're going to find when we embark on each thrilling investigation. Sometimes we encounter haunted buildings, alien-infested camps, and occasionally, the possible origin of a well-known horror character. If you want to delve deeper into scary stories of the paranormal, join us every Tuesday for our investigation recap on the Sleepless in Suburbia podcast. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening apps or visit sleeplessinsuburbia.com to subscribe and listen to all of our haunting cases. We'll leave a lantern burning for you. Well, weirdos, that's our show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And if you want your Weirdo Club sticker, you know what to do. Screenshot that review and send it our way along with your mailing info, and we will get one on its way to you. 
Keep tabs on us by following along on Instagram at Ghosty Girls. Also, if you grabbed a Ghosty Girls tea, don't forget to send us a pic or share it on Instagram and tag us. We love seeing all the love. Until next week, be safe, stay ghosty. And remember, there are no goodbyes for us. <laughs>